<laughs> but now we're here in a brand new year. We want you to get up and just walk around and say hello to somebody and wish them a, a merry, merry, brand new, God-blessed new year. Amen. Let's all stand. Glad to see you, Pastor. Pastor Benny Edison, I miss today. Will you help me celebrate that man of God? Amen. And glad to see Brother Gary Johnson, our newly elected councilman. I tell you, that man is, I was watching Channel 4 the other day and I saw him. I said, look at God. So, we are so proud of you, sir. I thank God for you. I pray God will use you mightily for his glory. We need help in this city. God's looking for somebody. You may well be that very person with your white beard. <laughs> will you please let me welcome the choir one more time? Amen.
celebration thank you for everyone not only for your attendance but for your giving and for using your talents 
One of my greatest joy was to see so many solos, different people leading, and the choir sounding good. How about them youth choir? Amen. Amen, I tell you. That was a knockout punch on the devil. I tell you, I, we need to get them all the way to Washington to go sing before great men and women to see what God is doing through young people. Thanks for all the talents and thanks for all the decoration and preparation. It was beautiful. This is what I call a spirit of excellence. To God be the glory. Those of you that helped us to make it happen, I, we just want to see if you are anywhere in the building, no matter what you did, if you deliver a cup of coffee, you are part of our success. Will you stand if you are involved in the preparation? God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, help me celebrate them. We are grateful, grateful, grateful. My Lord, amen. This is what heaven requires. Everybody who has been able to visit heaven and come back, they talk about the spirit of excellence. And this is heaven on earth. When I walked in yesterday, I said to say, I said, sell, now that's my church. That, that's the church of my dream. Oh Lord our God, how excellent. His name is excellent. His work is excellent. His actions are excellent. And thank you for making us proud. To God be the glory. Amen. I want to call your attention to just one verse of the scripture. And then I will let us go home and continue to celebrate. If you have your Bible with, with you, please turn to the book of John chapter 8. Verse 36. We welcome every one of you live streaming with us. If you have any prayer requests, there's a prayer line that will be displayed on, on your screen at home. Feel free to call. We have ministers of the gospel waiting to pray with you and believe God with you for healing in your body, for deliverance, for God to help. Even those of you in the hospital, there's a phone right by your bed. Use it for the glory of God. We want to agree with you that God will heal your body. And thank you, family, for coming together to worship today. We have over almost 400 people here. 395 people. To God be the glory. We are grateful for your faithfulness. Amen. Amen. John chapter 8, verse 36. The Bible simply says, 
if the Son of God set you free, you shall be free indeed. I want to talk with you this morning on the subject titled Operation Freedom in Jesus' name. The heart of God is for every one of his children to be free. Regrettably, many children of God are living in bondage. So we want this, this year to be a year of divine recovery. If you have lost your health, we're going to recover. Hallelujah. Any area that the devil is trying to make an imprint, this is the year of divine recovery. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word is precious. I cannot explain it unless you, God, help me. I know that much. Lord, I pray that you will use your servant for your glory. I've done my part to labor in the flesh. But now I want you to put your super on my natural. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. I pray there be no distraction this year. Help our hearing. Help our understanding. Do what no man can do in our lives. Let this year be a year of true recovery. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Our subject for discussion is titled Operation Freedom in Jesus' Name. Our goal this year, ladies and gentlemen, is to have true freedom in Christ. God wants us to, to be free. Every child of God, part of your inheritance is freedom both in the natural and in the spirit. We need to be free in so many areas of our life. The enemy is just going around holding us bondage and we who are saved to be free, now we are now walking around in chains. So the big question that I begin to answer this morning is that how do we get free? How do we obtain and secure true freedom? And one of the things the Holy Spirit revealed to me that we need to work on this year is our prayer and fasting. We have become so weak that studies show the least attended event in the church house today is prayer. We are in bondage, yet we profess to be Christians. And the devil is loving it. Not only are we, are we having a weak 
prayer life, when it comes to fasting, we are virtually absent. Bondage. And yet we wonder why we don't see much miracles. The book of Mark, chapter 1, verse 35, reveals something precious that I want you to take note. The Bible said, every morning, early in the morning, before the break of day, Jesus will go somewhere. The Bible called it a solitary confinement. And guess what he does? He will be praying. He will be spending time with God. The very thing that the church don't do nowadays. We need to be free. I was privileged to have been to Israel. Some of you are there with me. In Israel, their day begins like 4.30 a.m. or 5 a.m. Just use your mind. So if their day begins about 4.30 or 5 a.m. and the Bible told you that Jesus will get up before the day. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. That means homeboy will get up like 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. Begin to pray before anybody wake up. Before anybody start their business for the day. Ladies and gentlemen, how often do you get up before anybody get up and spend hours before God? Even the disciples noticed what he was doing. Ladies and gentlemen, if he get up that early, that means before the business of the day, he is spending like three, four hours just talking to God. When was the last time that you spent one hour just talking with God? The disciples notice that he does this every day. By the way, let me ask you the question. What is it that your own children notice you doing every day? You never know who is watching you. The disciples, they notice every day. This was his habit. The Bible says, after he will finish praying, then he will come out, and then he will tell the disciples, now we are ready for the business of the day. Let's go to town. And then he will go to town. If you see a blind person, he say, hey, dude, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man will say, oh, that I may 
receive my sight. And Jesus would say, see. Bam! Eyes open. They're still they're walking around just doing their business. They will see a, a man with leprosy. They say, hey, dude, what can I do for you? Oh, that I may be clean. Jesus will be clean. And instantly, it takes seconds. Are you listening to me? They're still minding their own business in the city. They ran into a woman. His, her son had died. And they didn't preach the funeral. They are now going to the graveyard for dismissal. And Jesus said, hey, woman, what's up? Where are we going to bury my child? He touched the casket. He said, leave. And the child got up. There's a lesson there, ladies and gentlemen. The lesson is so obvious. If you learn to spend hours with God, you will only need seconds to see miracles in your life. I'm trying to help you. This is the year you are crossing over to a place of fulfillment. That you don't have to be running from the devil. The devil has to be running from you. I believe I say it again. If you learn to spend hours with God. In fact, let me, let me be, be nice to you. If you learn to spend time. It will take seconds. To deal with. The devil. The problem, ladies and gentlemen, and I see it as a servant of God, we spend hours on Facebook. We spend hours chat. Every now and then, I'll be honest with you, he grace my spirit. I, I will see people in my house, my wife, my children, and they're on Facebook. I say, turn that mess off. What a waste of your time. Yeah, I know it's a tool. We even use it for, for ministry. But if you find yourself spending hours, you're sick. You need deliverance. Flip it around. Spend that much time with your God. I'm telling you, if you will learn what your pastor is teaching you, you will become a powerhouse. The devil will hear your name and run. Brother Pastor, do you really believe this? Yes, I do. We go through the day screaming and yelling and not productive. And God gave us 24 hours every day. 
but how you use it. It's called a ministry of stewardship. Take an inventory. Just sit down one day and monitor your own self. How did I spend the last 24 hours of my life? You'll be amazed how much time you're wasting. I want to encourage you. In first time with God, alone with God, learn from the best role model in the world. His name is Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, one day, a gentleman showed up and he brought a son. And the Bible said this Young man, by the way, it's in the book of Mark, chapter 9, verse 14 and verse 15. This man said, my son is possessed by the devil. You'll be amazed how many of you are living with the devil in your house. You don't have to be an apostle. You don't have to be a prophet to know something ain't right with this young man. When people begin to act like animals and they're living under your roof. You can't get them to do nothing in the house. You can't get them to do their schoolwork. You can't get them to wash dishes. You are living with a little demon. That demon needs to be cast out. You don't welcome demons in your house. You run them out of the house. So this man brought his son. That's a real brother. See, I'm sick and tired of living with this problem. He brought that young man to the disciples. Can you all help me? You know the problem with many church folks? Even when they have problem, they just get used to the problem. They never seek help. The man say, I need help. Ain't no shame in my game. I need help. My son, the devil lives in him. I can tell. <laughs> and guess what? The disciples say, oh, no problem. We can handle that. Peter said, man, we can handle it. What you say, John? John, yeah, we can handle this. Okay. So, he is the, the little devil. And guess what? I saw church. The Bible is so simple. So they all started... You know how you're rallying around, everybody come around him, they put your hand on his shoulder. Sometimes I want to say, get your hand off of me, you powerless idiot. You're not anointed, you're not prayed up, and you want to, what can you do? Jesus, I know. Paul, who the... So they, <laughs> I can just see all of them. They all got a, 
and they're speaking in tongues. Oh, come out, come out, right now. Who? Ha! Hey! Well, Peter say I'm tired. Okay, Willie, it's your turn. <laughs> oh, glory! <laughs> so Willie Jackson said, "Okay, I got this. I got this." Hey, come out now, right now. Yes, I said it. Come out, come out, come out. He said, well, I'm tired. <laughs> I said, Dick and Brian, it's your turn. <laughs> this is how comical the body of Christ have become. You gather 20 ministers and they'll pray for hours. No result. I don't know about you. I'm sick and tired of that. Hey, don't turn me up. I am sick and tired of powerless churches. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost have come upon you. You become witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, almost part of the world. Is the devil scared when they mention your name? The Bible says Jesus came down. What's going on here? Jesus asked him, what? what's going down? Why all the shout? Why all the screaming? Oh, they say, well, we got this demon. And we're trying to cast him out. And the demon is just laughing. So the man said, yeah, I got a problem. My son got demons. I brought him to your disciples. And they cannot help. Can I be real with you this morning? That's exactly why young people are leaving the church. They came to the church. They are hungry, looking for the real deal. But at the end of the day, they see these are a bunch of powerless people. And like that man, they say, your disciples could not help. Jesus said, get a chance to read that. Jesus said, oh, you I've been be trying to think before I say some things in this time. Sometimes I just want to say like I feel it. Jesus said, how long am I going to be with you? You've been watching me all this year. You know exactly the secret behind this. So Jesus said, bring him here. And Jesus said, hey, Spirit of devil, get out. And instantly, the brother was just delivered. I wonder you who say you are ministers. Are you anointed to do what you are doing? I wonder you who are singing. Are you just making noise? Or is your singing... Making a difference. 
Ladies and gentlemen, let me just share with you what the Lord is saying to me. The problem is that we spend minutes with God. And we spend hours with the world. And so even though we are preaching, it's not affecting anybody. Even though you are singing, it's not affecting anybody. Even though you are teaching Sunday school, Bible school, it's just a bunch of empty noise. The secret this year, Operation Freedom, flip things around. Don't go anywhere to preach until you spend hours with God. Somebody asked me the other day, I say this with utmost humility. People say, Pastor, I see you just walk into the church casually. Nothing in your head. You just behave as if you're just chilling. And then you get up there and you begin a fireball. I say, well, you are correct that you just see me chilling. But behind the scene." The real preaching is not what I'm doing here now. I've been preaching for hours, for days, for weeks. So that when you then say, okay, it's time to preach, the anointing. Don't just come up here to sing. I can get somebody at the nightclub to do that. Spend time with God. I will not play the piano. I will not play the guitar. I will not step on the drum. I will not do anything in the kingdom of God until I've spent time with God. I can close my book and go home. This year, in fact, in fact you can do like Jesus. Before you talk to anybody, before you turn on the TV, before you look at your stupid social media, whatever, I don't know what, what you're doing with your time. Cut off the habit. The first person to encounter in your day is the Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit. Yes, I know you're married. Yes, I know your honeybone wants to say hello. But your honeybone didn't save you. Your honeybone cannot heal you. When there's a problem, your honeybone cannot solve anything. Amen. Amen. Let us have a little talk with you. Tell him all about you. He will heal. And he will answer now when you feel and you know the fire burn. Oh, you will have a little talk with Jesus. A little talk with Jesus. Wake up every morning. Lord, I thank you. I closed my eyes last night. I'm able to open it this morning. Thank you.
Hallelujah. See, children want to get to you. Spouse want to talk to you. I'll get to your. I'll get. I'll be right. Spend time with God. Spend time with God. Are you still here? Let me give you one more revelation and let you go. Jesus says something to them. I'm still in Mark chapter 9. Jesus said to them, this kind of problem can only be solved. How? <laughs> he said, you can only solve this kind of problem two ways. You know why he was explaining to them? Because later on in the evening, I guess they were, they were going to dinner. They were probably at Popeye or something. <laughs> he bothered those disciples that they were trying to do what Jesus do, and it didn't work. So they ask him the question, Master, why is it that we couldn't cast out the devil in that board? Why? And Jesus told them, he said, this kind cannot be solved by your screaming and yelling. That's what the church is doing. That's why we become powerless. You don't get nothing done with your stupid religion. He said, what you need? Two things. What do we need? Prayer and fasting. The very thing that we are ignoring the churches. I want us to change our ways. I hate to say this on television, but don't bother me one bit. You know how many people on the Africa attend your prayer meeting in this church? With more than 3,000 people on your church roll? Less than 40 people. You know how many people come Early in the morning, Sunday morning, to pray with Pastor Dating, less than 10. Now, step back. You be God for a minute. What grade will you assign to a student like that in your class? You sing good. Your preacher can preach good. What result are you going to get? With this kind of record. He told you what you need, ladies and gentlemen, is prayer. Is fasting. Today, by permission of the Holy Spirit, I'm declaring a 21-day fast beginning tomorrow morning. Don't play with God. Life is too short. For you to be playing religion. We've tried religion. It doesn't work. Now let's try God. The Bible says what you're going to need. 
is prayer. What you're going to need is fasting. You know what many of you would rather do? Well, let me call pastor. Rave. And then the rave would say, oh, I got this, I got this. Oh, I got some associate preachers. I got some deacons and deaconesses. And then we'll gather. Like the football people, you know how they gather in the huddle. And then we'll start to shout. Come out! And we scream and yell all day and no result. You know why? Because we're not fully prayed up and we've not been fasting. Say, I got it. What am I trying to tell you? Don't just do ministry. Prepare for ministry. Don't just sing. Prepare to sing. Don't just shout. Prepare yourself to shout. Don't just preach. Prepare yourself. To preach. I pray the Holy Spirit will explain that to you. Now let me give you four advice that you need to incorporate in your fasting this year. How many? Four. Number one, I will say commit yourself to this fast. In the past, your man of God would declare fast. Some of you will say, I try to do three. Some of you will just hear it and do absolutely nothing. You back to McDonald's. You back to Popeye. Some of you even go to KFC. <laughs> hey, don't turn me up. You, you. <laughs> In case you don't, <laughs> let me have somebody so you know your pastor. There are prophets, you know. But I'm a prophet in the line of Jehu. When you get a chance, study that. If you don't know that, you won't understand your pastor. Many of you get offended because I chose to be me. There are other kinds of prophets. There are Elijah, Elisha. They're good people. But Jehu, God called him just like anybody else. But Jehu is a no-nonsense prophet. Jehu don't play by the rules of men. Jehu don't even understand the rule of the church. He broke every rule in the book. That's what God sent you as pastor. But he's fearless. He will confront government. He will confront religions. He will confront anything that is not of God. I don't know why I get into that. God is raising up some generational preachers just like your pastor. That don't mean God don't use other people. God used Elisha. God used Elijah. But mark my word, when they're going to get tough, when the government say, government sent a letter to Elijah, that's Jezebel, by the way. 
try to help you to know the Bible. Send a note. This is the prophet who has killed 450. That's right. Then he got a letter from the government. And it ran. That's the difference between other prophets and the one that God sent you. I will confront the system. I will confront even you. Rebuke, correct, and so I got your back. I'll be with you all. And he has been faithful for 26 years. Choose this day who you're going to serve. You can keep on with religion as usual and have a nice light, have a nice music, have a nice program throughout the year. But you can choose to be a powerhouse for God. Your children need it. Your children's children need it. The youth in this community need it. The kingdom of God needs you. We need to begin to act in power. And he said, this is what's going to take. What's it going to take, Reverend? Prayer. What's it going to take, Reverend? Fasting. You know, the devil would lie to you and say, oh, I pray. See, that's the devil trying to kill you. Oh, I just pray in my car. Oh, I just pray at home. You are a lying devil. We can change this church around for the glory of God. And God is calling you and me. If Dayton Williams who lives almost an hour away, can get up. What what time do you get up Sunday morning? 4.30 a.m. I just didn't read it to you in the Bible. You have a living proof in your midst. If somebody, look at that brother from, I don't know, Wellington, Wellington, I don't know. They travel. Far away, anywhere, to come to the presence of God. And you live right here. And then you wonder, oh, we have all this problem in the city. Oh, the mayor's not doing a good job. Oh, the city council. You see, misery loves company. You want to blame somebody for the problem that you and I can solve. It's time for us to become real. There are kind of problems. See, Jesus is saying there are some problems that you can solve just by having a good concert. There are some problems you can solve just by preaching good and throw up the handkerchief and catch it with your mouth and break this. No offense to you, preacher. It won't work. It takes fasting. It takes prayer. So for the next 21 days, rule number one, commit yourself to Don't say, I'm going to do half of it. Don't say, I'll try my best. 
is a spirit of defeat. If you cannot commit to serving God, how are you going to commit to your wife? Dedicate yourself. Too many people, they start school, they never finish. They start projects, they never finish. Commit yourself. How many days are we fasting? Don't let the devil trick you to food. Number two. I want you to drink plenty of water. What is number one? What is number two? Why am I asking you to drink plenty of water? So that you can get rid of all the mess. That's right, brother. You flush them out. All the toxin. Water cleans. Water will flush you. Water will keep you and me healthy. We are spending too much money with the doctors. We are spending too much time in the hospitals. Drink water. I'm not a scientist, but... The more you can drink, the better. I will recommend at least eight bottles every day. How many did I say? I didn't say eight bottles of Coca-Cola. See, I got to have some. (laughs) Say I got it. Why are we drinking? To get rid of all the impurities. Please take note, when you fast, your body is disrupting himself of old habits. Please take note, when you fast, you are living in the natural. You are saying, I want less of the natural world. I want more of the spirit. So it's a win-win situation. You win naturally because if you're like me, you're over. <laughs> Let me try this side. <laughs> you see, I, I, I set myself to be born every Sunday so that I can help somebody. All this big stomach that you see, those are storage of old food. I'm not a doctor now, but what those old food, the more you eat, the stomach take it, and the stomach makes some acid, and then they, they, they turn it into some liquid, and they get the rest, and go. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, by the way, your mouth <laughs> is connected with your no seriously that is the blunt truth it is one long piece 
try to help somebody. It's good to be free. I see you, baby. I'm sorry. Okay, in conclusion. If we're obedient, what I'm asking you to do, put your body under subjection. Thank you, sir. For the next 21 days. And I'm saying also, when you do that, the brain, I'm not a scientist, but I know a little. The brain will send signals. Every morning you'll say, okay, stomach, get ready to produce some acid. Gastric juice is what they call it. It's acid. Acidic content. It was the brain would say, hey, Mr. Mr. Stomach, get ready to produce some acid. Because I'm I'm going to McDonald's. I'm going to get me some magrudu. Ma- ma- <laughs> Orange juice. By the way. <laughs> No orange juice. Orange juice is full of acid. No pineapple juice. Very acidic. Are you listening to me? Grape juice. Oh no, 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 no. What are we going to be drinking? What are we going to be drinking? You're not going to find too many churches like this. That we have to go through real, real life issues. And while the brain is sending message to the stomach, get ready to make more acid. The stomach is saying, not today. <laughs> the brain will send the message again. I say, get ready to make some acid. I'm sending some food, breakfast, hot. Stomach could say, I don't know what's going on, but we can produce today. And you're drinking water. And the water, all those food that's lined up on the walls of your stomach, not just the stomach, the walls of your intestine. You know, I would talk about stomach cancer. You really want to know those are storage of old food. That the devil is now trying to use to kill you. We talk about calling cancer. I decree healing in this house. In the name of Jesus Christ. We shall live and not die. With long life, he will satisfy us and show us his salvation. And while you're doing that, I want you to commit to prayer. Tell God about your children. Tell God about your health. Tell God there's nothing missing in my body, in your body, that God don't have the spare parts. Thank you, Jesus. I must tell Jesus all of my troubles. 
I cannot bear this burden alone. In my stress, He kindly will help. He ever loves me, and He cares for His own. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. I cannot bear this stand to your feet. Pastor, come up there and pray for us. Somebody may be here today and you say this, this year I want to see God. I want to really encounter him. I got religion, all right. I want to move before, beyond that. I recommend three things to you today. Prayer, fasting, commit, commit to it. We even make it easy. We say, just do Daniel fast. That means you can still eat, but stay away from meat. Stay away from dairy. Make simple thing. Drink plenty of water. Let's start out this year more healthy. I'm believing God. People will come to Zion Hill and say, wow, what is going on? The people of Israel were noted for that. When they were in Babylon, the people can see that these Jewish boys and girls, they live longer. They are more healthy. You know the secret of Daniel? Know the secret of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Fasting. Eating more vegetables, not the delicacies. Spend less time on social media. 
Spend more time with God. Throw away all those cakes. Yes, I said it. If somebody brings you a cake, that's the devil. Say, you, you're the one trying to kill. <laughs> I think I better leave this. Pastor, I love you. Amen. 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 Clap your hands and thank the Lord for a word from God. I'm a real true believer in how you start the year is how your year is going to go. Amen. I believe that with all my heart. Amen. I was young and somebody told me I always have some money on January 1. Amen. So when pastor was saying give, amen, you should have gave, amen, so you can secure your year, amen, of being blessed. Amen. The word of God says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Amen. So it's really not about a new year resolution. Amen. It's about being a new creature in Christ. Amen. And allowing Christ to work through you. Paul says to God in me. Amen. You don't want to meet the Benny Ray in me. You want to meet the God in me. Amen. Amen. So if you're here for the first time, amen, we don't want to take for granted that you're saved. Amen. We don't want to get to heaven and God say, remember that Sunday you didn't pray and so-and-so walked out and something happened. So we want to make sure, absolutely sure, that you're born again. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in all your heart, meaning you are sincere in your heart, that you shall be saved. So we want to make absolutely sure that you leave saved, that you fill with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And that you start fasting in the morning. So let's bow our heads. Amen. I need you to repeat after me. I need you to say, Father God. In the name of Jesus, I repent of my sins. I ask Jesus Christ to come into my heart and be Lord of my life. Lord Jesus, I receive you as Lord. Now fill me with the Holy Ghost to overflowing. I fully expect to speak in other tongues. As the Spirit, give me the utterance. Now take a really deep breath. God just filled you with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now lift your hands and begin to praise him for it. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, open your mouth. Hallelujah. Open your mouth. Hallelujah. Open your mouth. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, you ain't tired yet. Hallelujah. That's what you came to church to do. To lift up the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now let's bow our heads one more time. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lose your glory throughout this place, oh God. God, let your anointing saturate us, Father God. 
Lord, let this word chase us down. Let this word wake us up in the morning, Father God. Father God, let this word minister to us, God, as we go through our day, Father God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we decree January 1, the blessing of God on the people of God. And God, we thank you in advance for it because we know you're good for it, Father God. And we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. We bind the devil in Jesus' name from operating against everyone under the sound of my voice. Satan, we render you powerless in the name of Jesus. And God, we thank you. For walking in your glory. We thank you for walking in your anointing. We thank you, Father God, that the blessing of God is chasing us down in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for it. Come on, clap your hands and tell the Lord thank you. Come on, come on, come on. Tell him thank you. When praises go up, blessings come down. Come on, open your mouth and tell him thank you. Please don't forget the assignment. Every class you go to, there is an assignment. The assignment is this. If you are here and you need a church home, there's no better way to start the year than to give your life to Jesus and to unite with the body of Christ. And I want to call you out right now in front of everybody. Don't be scared of them. God said if you if you will acknowledge me before men and women of this world, I will acknowledge you before my Father who is in heaven. If you say, Pastor, I want to be a part of this church. I want to learn the word of God. I want to grow. I want to use my gift the kingdom of God. I want you to come forward right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Bless you. Somebody else. I say, I want to be a part of this. Somebody else. I still got time. Holy Spirit, touch right now. Have your way in this place. Assignment number two. I told you how you can store up in your heavenly bank account. And I told you, a number one assignment is to go by the highways and byways and compel men and women to come. Purpose it in your heart next Sunday and fight somebody. Let me tell you who to invite. Don't invite somebody from another church. That's like swapping fish between aquariums. But there are people that you know. There are people that I know that are not going to any church. 
Some of you, you drove past them on your way to church this morning. Some of these people are your own relatives. My heart cries out. When I check in my dormitory, so many students, Sunday morning, they're just sitting in the dormitory. They're not going to any church. Some of them were raised in the church. But mom and dad is no longer around. They're free. So find somebody to invite. But invite people who are not committed to any church. All minds clear as to the assignment. Spread your hand towards this altar. Father, I thank God for my brother. I thank God for his boldness to come openly, freely to say, Lord, I do. I do want to serve you. I do want to be a part of your church. I do want to be available to serve the master's will. Father, I pray that you will bless him for his decision. I pray that you will use him mightily for your glory. I pray that you will honor him on his job, in his profession. I pray that whatever he's believing you for, that you, God, you will make it happen for him. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. Lift your hands towards heaven. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, I pray that he will rest with us. I pray that he will abide with us. I pray that he will lead us and guide us. I pray that this year will be a year of divine recovery. The hidden treasures of this world will be revealed to you and me. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. Happy New Year. God bless you. Thank you for being in church.